Thank you. Yeah. How are you doing today, Liz? Great. This is fun. I, this is the first time I've done a live on uh, Instagram. So thank you for being patient with me and helping me. Oh, no problem. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. That's awesome. I I got through your intro already, but um, I would love it if you could share a little more about your story. I I read a little bit about you online. I, I I've seen you quite a bit in the networking events with Toronto Professional Women. You're an avid networker, and I. What really stood out to me when I was reading about you online is that you changed your life at 57. And that is just so incredibly inspiring. And I would love to hear more about that story. Well, it's 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 kind of like, you know, for decades, I've read the books, I've done workshops, you know, I gained a lot of knowledge, but didn't really implement it. Or you do for a while and you feel pretty good, right? So you go through that cycle of um, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, read a book, pretend to, uh, you know, jump up and down for a few days, and then you're feeling good for a while. But then something happens and you're back into that cycle again. And I didn't. And what I realized was it's really my beliefs and my abilities and what was going on in my subconscious. So once I decided that, and there's, there's three areas, the three secrets that I, I have that I share with people. Once I really sat down and had a vision of really what I wanted to achieve in my life, that's when I started to overcome a lot of things. So it really starts with having that vision. Now, for many people, it could be auditory, it could be doing a vision board, you know, whatever it is for you, make sure you tap into that every day. So yeah, I went from yo-yo dieting and, you know, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss from 80 pounds to entering a bikini contest uh, four years ago at the age of six. No way! Congratulations! That's yeah. amazing! And it all starts with the power of belief and the power of visualization yeah absolutely completely agree with that so your specialty you help prof busy professional women um or really like distracted and really doubting themselves right exactly yeah worrying about the impression that, that this was me too constantly worrying about the impression i'm making on others and how other people are judging me until i realized that everyone else is too busy thinking of their <laughs> that nobody's really judging you or right, so it's kind of like getting over a lot of these, these fears, these anxieties, these doubts that we have. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely, and it it really does uh, help for us to to get more focused that way, right? And to focus on the things that are important and the things that bring us money, right? Revenue, and that's that's your specialty, right? Exactly, income and impact. But before you get there, that's kind of like the end result. What I call live it. There's two other stages right? There's the think it where we, you know, we talk about, you know, being present, being mm -hmm. go up with your beliefs, your feelings, your, because, you know, believe, to believe, believe me or not, but most people can read body language pretty well. And mm -hmm. all we, we read those more than the actual words that people are saying. So how you're showing up is really important. So I talk about that It's being aware of, you know, what's going on inside, because that's what projects on the outside. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And I think for us, too, as women, um, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. But as women, too, we I know I went through this myself because I went from corporate to entrepreneur when I became a mom. And I think that for me, especially and I think that for a lot of us women, like we have a really hard time with believing that we should we deserve this. We deserve um to be entrepreneurs and leaders and we can 
we can do this. We can actually start earning an income without having to be in the corporate world. Like we can do this. And yeah. And it, 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 I, when I was doing this work, um, doing the work and then developing the program and that sort of thing, like I come from a training and development background. So I'm always, you know, doing personal development so that whatever I'm learning and reading, I can bring into my facilitation. But yeah, that's the biggest thing. And I realized that too, that it stems from childhood. I, when I started looking at where does this not deserving come from, right? I looked back at, at the awards I used to get in high school. And and when I looked at the pictures in, in my high school yearbook, and I remember the feeling that what am I doing here on stage getting this outstanding athlete of the year award? I really don't deserve this. Like, right? It's like you... I don't like using the word imposter because I don't believe in imposter syndrome. What I believe is that we are pretending. When we're anxious, stressed, and overwhelmed, that's our pretense. Because we're pretending, we're trying to live up to something that we're not or an impression that we think we have to be other than being our true selves. So, yeah, you do deserve it. And the best way to do that is to, you know, like you said, is, you know, it's moving from corporate to, to producing an income. Just be patient with yourself. Take a look, you know, what aware, what what are some of the awarenesses that you can have around what's popping up for you that's holding you back from stepping into entrepreneurship. And then just recognize that you have to implement the choices that you're making so that you can get the income and the impact that you want to make in the world. So beautifully said. So beautifully said. So true. I love it. All right. Um, I want to jump into the next question here that I love to ask all of my guests here. Um, can you tell us how you achieve success? Because every, it's different for everybody. And I love to know what, what, what your definition of success is. Success for me, it's, you know, when, when we're younger, when we're teenagers, it's, you know, saving money to get that really cool you know, stereo system or to buy a car and that sort of thing. And I think it goes through different stages in our lives when we're 20. It's different from when we're 30, 40, 50. And now when I'm 60, success for me is is really how am I showing up every day? How am I being every day? How am I feeling every day? What's my intention today? Am I setting the right, you know, how am I being is really more important for me. That's what success is for me. So at the end of the day, if I've accomplished how I've wanted to be, what my intention was for the day, then I'm successful. So, you know, it depends what stage of life you were in. Like we all want, you know, the house, the kids, the cars and all that. But at this stage in my life, it's really making impact and contribution. And when I know that I've impacted someone and made a contribution, that's success for me. So, Yes, absolutely. I love that so much. Can you share some of your biggest wins in your career? And I know that you come from a background. So you used to do some before you became an entrepreneur, you were in a career counseling, right? So maybe share a little bit about your career before you became an uh, entrepreneur and maybe some of your successes and then your successes in business. Well, what I really loved, uh, when I went into career counseling and job search counseling, that was back in 2008. Remember when the market crashed, GM, a lot of people got laid off. And so I was very, yeah, yeah, I was really busy. And I really, what I really enjoyed is because people are coming to me, to us, to me, or, you know, the the group that we was working with, because I was a team lead at that time. But people were in despair about the job and the market. 
and being able to move them step by step. And that's why I call it increasing your potential. Like you'll hear, you know, Tony Robbins talks about unleashing and you see a lot of people about unleashing, like making this massive change. That's what I think sometimes causes us to think we're failures. It's just making those incremental changes. So when I noticed that I was doing that step by step, moving people from despair to hope, taking a look at what their natural talents and abilities are and how they can transfer those skills into a new job uh, so that they, they will not only feel more fulfilled, but that they can enter, re-enter the workforce. And that's what I found really fulfilling. And I guess that that's kind of what I do now as well, is sort of getting people to tune into what their beliefs are, what their feelings, what their abilities are and their values, and then using that to really increase their potential. It's all micro micro changes that they have to make. And it's really about learning and growing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You must have been so busy at that time when uh, I remember, too, I lost I lost my job. Um, I was working in the mortgage industry. That's when all of that crashed. So the company actually went bankrupt. And so I was I wasn't laid off in the first round, but I was laid off in the second round. They did it like in increments very slowly. And they're still operating with a couple of people because they have the mortgages, right? So they have to service the mortgages, but that was it for the company. And I started off in mortgages, but I moved I moved into different things. I moved into insurance. That was my next career path. And But I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So is that something for you? Like, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Like, was that always something that was within you? I th- I believe so. Like, you're always thinking there's a better way. You know, like, it's kind of in, in my last job in the corporate world, um, I realized that I always had ideas about how to best serve my clients. And if you're working for, you know, employment Ontario or whatever, you still have a client base, you still have to produce, right? And so when I came up with ideas about, you know, putting people into a group setting to do goal setting, resume writing, interview skills, but then meet with them one-on-one so that I can, you know, customize it for them. Well, the counselors got wind of that and got their nose out of joint. So I got in trouble for them because what I'm doing here is I'm building community. Because the better way for people who are feeling alone and lost when they've lost their jobs to come together and see that they're not alone and to pump them up and show them that there is a better way, right? So that's when I decided that I can't do this anymore for corporate because you keep, you know, I want to be able to recognize and customize that this person needs this and that I can do that because they try and put you into a box and have tunnel vision, really. And that's her. Right, you're more open, and you can you can seize opportunities. You can you can look for possibilities and opportunities. Right? Yes, one hundred percent. Totally agree with you. I was getting in trouble, like in my last days of corporate. I was getting in trouble because of running Toronto Professional Women. They were like, "Oh, you got to go through HR for this. Like, we, we just want to make sure there's no conflict there. Like, you're not allowed to do anything. Like." That's when you kind of realize, hey, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, no. I'm, what is this? I don't understand. And like, yeah. And then yeah. it's too being a mom. Once you become a mom, you realize, oh my goodness, they're really not giving me any more freedom. Like they're actually taking more away from me. And I'm like, this is backwards. This is really backwards. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty about being an entrepreneur is that now you have that, you know, you can drop your kids off at school and then come home, do your work, go pick them up. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure it was a lot more difficult, I understand, during the COVID season. But yeah, but there's just the time freedom, you know, and the flexibility that you don't have in the corporate world. That was the other thing. They came to me because my mom, uh, my mom had, um, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia. So while I'm training, right, while I'm running, I used to keep my, I used to make sure that I, I, um, I had my phone on because my mom would call. So if I heard my phone go off, I'd always tell the group, okay, time for a break. Or I'd put them into groups so they could work on something while I go answer my call. Because my mom would phone me about things about mail, you know, or this or something, right? And and I'd had to take a lot of time off work to take her to appointments. And of course, because I was stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, it was affecting my kids. And they were sick. So I was taking time off, but I was working overtime. And that was the other thing. They came to me and they said, you can't keep taking time off. Like you just, and I said, but I'm working overtime, right, to make up the time. Well, they didn't like that because it's disrupting the workflow, right? It's terrible. Well, I flexibility to take care of my mom and my family and myself because I wasn't taking care of myself, right? And he was really good, though. He came to me and he said, you know, if you continue down this path, you're going to end up six feet under. And then where is your family going to be? So that's when I had to make that decision. It's time for me to retire from corporate and and go out and do my own thing. Yeah, It's so empowering, um, especially once you start earning an income. When you are an entrepreneur, when you start, it's like, wow, I can do this. And it's just so rewarding, like you said earlier, that you are making a difference. And it all stems from you. Like you are making the difference with your own ideas. And this is all happening. Exactly. Yeah. Because you have ideas, right? We all have insights and, mm-hmm. and we know this, this could be better, right? Than, than what, what they're doing out there. And that's the whole idea of being an entrepreneur because you, you have a vision of, of what could be better, what, what's different, what's missing. And that's what the kind of, that's, I was thinking of that before I interviewed today. I thought, I don't know what the idea came to me. The ideas come to you in the shower. They come to me in the shower. Do they come to you in the shower? All, all day, all day long. I'm like, okay, ideas, stop, stop. Starts <laughs> when it, for me, it starts in the shower. When I was in the shower this morning, I thought I'm kind of Steve Jobs, but for development, because Steve Jobs always wanted to make sure that the product and the things that he's producing is better. Every, every, like every, you know, iPhone 13 and then iPhone 14, right? Or you know, have to be a perfect size or. And he's always connecting the dots, right? And I find that's what I'm always doing as well, like connecting the dots when I look back and saying, okay, well, this worked, but I know I can improve this and do this better. So even with me and my programs, I'm constantly evolving and growing based on who I'm serving, right? So I kind of look at myself as the Steve Jobs of personal development. That kind of came to me that today, I don't know. That's so true. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, we make so many decisions and we are and oftentimes it can feel very lonely right like being the only one now who makes the decisions because in corporate all the decisions are made for you just obey and do (laughs) but as an entrepreneur that is like a beautiful thing but at the same time that's oftentimes where the fear comes in right and it's 
scary. It is terrifying at times. I still get terrified sometimes with decisions. It's like, okay, nobody's going to make this decision for me. Exactly. Yeah. They they even dictate your performance appraisal, right? Kind of tell you go into it, even though you're trying to craft your own. But here now you've got to craft your own performance appraisal. Like, how are you going to how are you going to assess? How are you going to measure your result? You know, the income that you're making and the impact. You're like, how are you going to measure that? Yeah, you have to make that decision now. No one else is telling you based on your vision, not a vision of corporate, but based on your vision. Exactly. And that can be fearful for sure. And that's why we need coaches, right? This is why we need coaches. <laughs> yeah, I have a coach. I have a coach all the time. I think there was only about, uh, I took last year off from not having a coach because I wanted to implement some things. But I have a coach now. Yeah. With this coach, I'm probably going to be looking for a different type of coach to help me and maybe in another area of my business that I need help in. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and I look at it as, and it was really hard at first. I'm going to be honest with you. It was really hard at first because I looked at cost, like how much it's, how much money I'm spent. But when I look at it's an investment. Mm-hmm. It's really, because when I'm investing in myself, as soon as I made that investment, then I saw that people were willing to invest in me as well. So, yeah. you know, think, that. you know, whatever, even if it's a product that you're selling, if you're using that product and investing yourself and using that product, other people are going to invest in you as well. So it doesn't matter if it's product or service, right? So you, you know, that's one of the things too, is I shifted my thinking and it is an expense or a cost is shifting as an investment. You know, okay, so I spend X amount on a coach, you know, is that going to mean, you know, ten? if I'm going to increase my income or my impact fivefold or tenfold, then that investment is worth it. it. Totally. Right? Yeah. It's pennies compared to what you're going to make in the end. Yeah. So always look at it as an investment. And look at other things too. Like, do you resonate with the coach? Do you, you know, how do, what's your gut feel? Right? Because not everyone's going to resonate with me. Right? Yeah. And that, I have a different approach. I have a different style than some other coaches. So it's kind of like figure out what's what style of coach you like and what resonates with you. Definitely. 100% agree with that. I just got a coach like to launch the VIP membership. I, I didn't do this on my own. Like there's no way I needed that. I, I needed like I'm so used to corporate and being able to like talk to someone about decisions. And it's always good to have somebody to to lean on and be able to is this a good idea because I have so many ideas sometimes it's too many ideas that's I need to be told okay focus focus (laughs) they help you kind of you know not get distracted and pull back and do the things you need to do and you know run ideas off is this going to work and they'll say sure let's try it yeah absolutely and I, before before getting a coach on board, I totally felt like I was working a lot. I was working really hard, but I was working in the wrong way. Like there's certain things you need to put your attention to that will actually bring money, right? Like can't be always doing the same thing. And it's like, that's when you need to bring somebody in. Yeah, to help you focus on, yeah, exactly. And yeah, to, to figure out, you know, where, where am I utilizing my time? Where can I best utilize my time in order you know, what's the one thing that's going to really move my business forward? That's typically what I get my people to look at is what's the one thing that's going to really, if you focus on that now, that's Mm -hmm. business forward. 
So 100% totally agree. All right. So I will get into the next uh, couple of questions. So more technical questions on based on your expertise and what you do. So can you talk about what presence is and why we need it? Absolutely. Well, I one of the things I focus on and I look at more like a holistic approach are three areas. And one of them is presence, one of them is health, and one of them is energy. And presence is really the most important one because that's where, you know, a lot of people come to me and they say, well, I'm aware that I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Good, but we need to dig down and figure out exactly what emotions are tied to that stress because our bodies, right, we, we, we act from emotional. So it's becoming not only awareness, but becoming aware of what identity is attached to that stress and then changing that identity to move you forward, right? Because um, stress is actually causing you to, based on your feelings and your abilities and that sort of thing. So it's really looking at your awareness, what it is, emotional mastery, and of course, personal development. You know, how are you stretching? How are you growing? You know, it's just that little micro, micro um, 1% every day can compound, right? Over mm-hmm. for a day, week, month, and year. So that's what. There's that saying, it's, uh, what is it, 28 days until it becomes a habit? Yeah. A study now that I've shown it takes 66 days. Okay. Yeah. I heard something that it did change. It's a little bit longer than what we thought it originally was, right? Yeah, see, that's what happens is people think, oh, it's only 30 days. So they get in the groove in 30 days, right? They stop. And then they wonder what happened, right? It's, yeah. it's continuous. It's kind of like you get into these programs that you have, right? And it's what you're doing is you, you've been following this path in the forest for so long, right? And so it's, you know, when you when you approach the path again, you say, oh, okay, I'm going to go that way. But now what you want to do is you want to carve a new path in the forest. And so it might laden with you know twigs and um dead leaves and that sort of thing and so you start carving a new path and you you know but it takes more than 30 days it takes at least 66 days to keep going over that same path so that that now becomes your new road it's going to be clear right you'll have more clarity and focus and that other path that you were on has now got all the leaves and twigs on it right so that's what that's what they say it's just that's what takes time to use that kind of metaphor, it's carving out that new path takes time. Yeah. And I, I like how you talked about stress because I feel like, like I was in that, we dropped off our two boys this morning to school and we, um, on several occasions got cut off by other cars. And even in the parking lot where there's like little kids going to school and get cut off by somebody in the parking lot, in the school parking lot, like, I feel like a lot of people, they're really, I think it's getting worse. That's what I said to my husband. I said, I don't remember it always, it's it being this bad where so many people are cutting you off these days when you're driving. It's just people are very, very impatient. Yes. Yeah. They're just, uh, yeah, they're, the, the challenge is you're on autopilot. They're on autopilot and they're just not aware, right? Yeah. And they- have the to-do list going through their head 24-7 while they're driving. So they're not paying. And it's so important to pay it, to be present. And that's the whole idea with presence is learning to be present and in the moment and enjoying saving so you're aware of what's going around you. As a, yeah, because that could be really dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
parking lot. And yeah, and if people aren't present, they're just on autopilot. That's when accidents can happen. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. But yeah, it's uh, stress really does a number on us, especially like I feel well, for me, I experienced it when I got out of corporate. It took me a good two, three years to let go of that stress. <laughs> it took all. Yeah, I believe it. It takes time. It takes perseverance. It takes like shifting your mindset. I'm sure that you were probably looking after your health as well. And maybe the other areas, the energy, like, you know, practicing gratitude, um, meditation, like there's just so many ways, you know, and, and stick to it. You know, I know myself, I used to use I, I am statements on my mirror and when I was brushing my teeth and there comes a point where I wanted to rip those I am statements off because I didn't think it was working because I was still stressed. I was still 80 pounds overweight. I mean, you know, like because of what was looking when I looked in the mirror, what I was, what I saw looking back was not the person on these I am statements. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's not the I am statements, but it was the identity and my awareness of my limiting beliefs that was really holding me back. And so when I started working on that in my visualization, that's when, and everything else, but it does take time, right? Yeah. You've, got, you've got a journal, you've got to do all the things that you need to do. It's not just one thing. But it's common many things. I'm sure you realize that too. But it does. Yeah. Yeah, I realize that um, my kids really bring me down to earth, like at their young ages. Whenever I'm stressed about something, like the other day, so funny, like my kids, I didn't see them do this, but I'm working on my desk and brings a potato and just puts a potato on my desk. Like, and I just look at my desk. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> You know, and it just, it makes me laugh and it's, you forget about, you forget about like those, those are the moments where you're ha truly happy that, you know, I know it's a little thing, but the little things count. <laughs> yeah. Now you're embracing those moments where I'm sure two, three years ago, you might've reacted differently, but yeah, in that moment, right. And that's where true change and transformation happens. When you get in those situations now that you can embrace it and look at it. So good for you. So that's <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 really great. And uh, just so excited. My kids have started school, so they're both in school now. So it's I can get more work done. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And um, the next question I wanted to ask you is how do we get from stress, which would cause us to procrastinate, to being more relaxed and moving forward? Absolutely. Well, the first step, I'll, I'll share with you the first step because there's a lot of things you need to do. But the first step, and it was kind of funny when you were mentioning your stress. Yeah. First step is really taking a look at taking a moment. It doesn't take long. It takes 30 seconds to just breathe. Right. Inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of seven or hold it for a count of seven and then exhale for a count of eight. And you'll notice, like if you do that two, three times, you'll be able to be calmer and then deal with life's challenges so that, you know, you can handle when things are chaotic or challenging for you. And then it's really taking that another minute later on sometime at night is going back to that moment, say, okay, I was really stressed when that guy cut me off. I'm just going to use that example because I've been there too. You know, and thoughts that are going through my head, like, oh, who does he think he is? How did he do that? I didn't do anything wrong. Why was he in the finger at me? Blah, 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 right? And then I realized that it was the thinking that was causing 
even more stress instead of just, oh, well, you know, instead of like what you're probably doing now is reframing it and saying, well, maybe that person was in a hurry. And, you know, maybe he didn't realize that I, you know, by flipping the bird at me, I really wasn't, I didn't think I was doing anything, but hey, if it helps him to relieve his stress, fine. Like it's kind of like, re- I've just reframed things like that a little bit because it, yeah. my thinking that was causing a lot of the stress too. So that's the other thing is breathe and take thinking. Yeah. Breathing can really, really help. That's for sure. Especially in stressful moments where you're feeling it in the stomach, even, you know, it can get to the stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. The gut. Yeah. And listen, signals though, because it's your body really telling you to pay attention. Like when you feel something in your gut, but you're not sure what it is, but you feel something, something doesn't feel right. Oh, sorry. There's fly flying. <laughs> but, that was funny. Um, yeah. So when, when you feel something, that's a signal. That's what I call your emotional um, guidance system telling you that you need to pay attention. And that's when you, the thinking. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I get, I get so nervous driving on the 401. Uh, I know we kind of live close by. So the 401 is like the hub for us. Like we want to go downtown. Right. And it's just, I'm, I'm a fairly new driver. So Anytime I have to drive to downtown, like say to host a meetup, I get that stomach, like nervous, like upset stomach because I'm just thinking about the 401. I'll do it, but I think the breathing would really help there. <laughs> yeah, just breathe and then take a look because when you're calm, that's what. Well, when we're stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, we we lose the higher functioning. We don't have advanced creativity. We can't think as logically as we can. It clouds our thinking. But when you breathe, you engage what I call the parasympathetic. You know, yoga, yoga does that too, right? You, you you engage your parent and then you can think clearly. And then think about, okay, what was I thinking that was causing me to feel stressed or anxious? And then thinking, right? Yeah. I mean, more to it than that. I'm just giving you the first step. There's more yeah. to that to really reprogram the subconscious. Because there's something going on. It's causing you to feel that stress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah, breathe. Definitely breathe and see, you know, and then just change your thinking around it. You know, maybe look forward and visualize how you want that event to happen for yourself, right? Exactly. 100%. All right. Um, so I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. So what is the biggest lesson? Does somebody walk in the room? No. <laughs> my, my printer went off. I don't know why. Oh, your printer. Oh, and it's so funny. Like I find it might be shadow. Maybe it's like <laughs> it's so funny that. We... Okay, are you still there? Yep. Just had an internet. Have... I don't know either. Weird. Weird. We both got some weird glitch, but we're still here, so that's good. Um, so what is the biggest lesson you've learned um, that you want everybody to walk away with today? Biggest lesson? Yeah. Uh, consistency. Oh, that's it. Is, yeah. Once I've realized that to do the work, it's not just a one and done deal. Like you can't just do it for 30 days or even 66 days. It's mm-hmm. see, It's doing it over and over and over, day after day, week after week, month. 
And to be honest with you, I've had three breakdowns in my life. One in my early teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call, um, that was the first time I call, I'll call the suicide hotline. Because I've, I've been depressed, but a functional depressed, like nobody would ever see that I was depressed. They'd go, what do you mean you're depressed, right? Yeah. Um, and in my 20s, I had my other, and then of course, eight years ago, was, and that's when I decided, no, this has got to stop. And when I looked back, is I realized I had those flicker of moments of where I felt good and where, you know, the light was shining and I wasn't in that darkness. Yeah. And, and when I looked at it, it was because, you know, I'd read a book and I'd feel good for a while, but then I'd go back to my old ways. So it's inconsistent, implementing the things you need to implement to change the things you don't want and you don't like. And yes, it is messy. And yes, it is hard. But on the other side is where fulfillment, right, lies. So it's just be consistent. Whatever it is you're doing, whether it's your exercise program, whether it's meditation, even if you think, you know, hey, meditation doesn't work for me. Well, it does work. You know, it's okay for your mind to wander off. Just notice that it's wandering off and bring it back. So just consistency. Yes. Um, And consistency and networking too. Like you're always showing up to the networking events, right? And it's an important part of success is networking. So um, consistency is 100% super important. I think a lot of us say, I'm just going to give networking as, as an example. We might just, we'll join a networking event. Oh, I didn't meet anybody. And then just give up, right? You just got to, you got to keep going because you never know. You go to the next one, you meet, you'll make that one connection that could change your life. Yeah. I, well, the thing is that you focus in on, you know, like one of my business coaches is focus in on your niche. Like who is it that you want to connect with? Yeah. Right? Like be, be cordial, be friendly with everyone in the breakout room, but then who is your ideal client and make appointments with them? Right. Oh yes. Oh yes. That is that is number one. I feel like this owner is knowing your audience. I mean, I've made appointments though, to be honest, with other coaches as well, because they may do something a little bit different than mm-hmm. I do. You know, it could be a dating coach, it could be a marketing coach, like whatever, because when I'm working with someone and it's not my area of expertise, but I notice that, you know, they may need help in that area, then I know I can refer and recommend. So not only do I meet with my ideal client, but I want to meet with others as well to get a better understanding of what they do so that I can refer to them. Oh, that is such a great point is going into a net- networking event and, and and going in with the mindset of how am I going to help you? And referrals is so easy. Like you don't even have to be living in the same city. You could be living, you know, abroad, anywhere, and you can help somebody else through networking and referrals. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So don't, yeah. What, I mean, how could you say you didn't walk, you didn't meet anyone? We we're all in breakout rooms, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, so just, just make an appointment, even if it's 15 minutes to meet with someone, just to get a, to know people better. The more you do, the more confident and the more, you know, the easier it becomes. So exactly 100% agree with that. Awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you one last question. Do you have anything? Um, anything exciting coming up that you would like to share with everyone here? And how can we stay in touch with you? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I have a, a masterclass coming up on focus on 2020, ending focus, ending the year strong. And okay. I have a, you know, from that, I'm hoping 
people will launch into a group program that I have coming up early October. They can get in touch very easy. Liz Jakoy, L-I-Z-J-A-K-O-I at gmail.com. My website is lizjakoy.com and LinkedIn, Liz Jakoy. So very easy. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me today and share your expertise. I truly am so, so grateful to have had the opportunity to have this interview with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I just want to say how I, I appreciate so much the the culture, the community, the tribe that you're building with Toronto Professional Women. It is truly amazing. I love each and every woman that's in it. And it's all because of you, because, right, it starts at the top and where it's right. So, yeah. So thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful for you and everybody in this community. Gisela just commented. She said, two beautiful humans. Sweet. <laughs> thank you so much, Gisela. All right. Well, we'll uh, end this now. But thank you again, Liz. And hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join the ranks of inspiring women making waves on this series or learn more about becoming a VIP member with us, head over to torontoprofessionalwomen.com and get ready to take your career journey up a notch.